Um, you know, I'm investing in my future. My my old my oldest daughter actually asked me the other day. She's like, we always go to CrossFit and I always have to sit here and wait an hour. And I told her, I said, well, Ren, do you like the fact that your daddy can pick you up and carry you up the stairs? And she said, yes. And I said, well, there's a lot of daughters who daddies can't do that. And I said, do you like the fact that daddy can pick you up and throw you in the pool and throw you up in the air and twist you around? And she said, yeah. And I said, there's a lot of daddies out there that, that can't do that. And I said, do you like the fact that daddy is here? And she said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, what would happen if daddy was gone? She goes, I wouldn't like that. I said, well, there's a lot of girls out there whose daddies are gone because they're not, they don't take care of their bodies. I am an everyday athlete. Everyday athlete. I am an everyday athlete. Welcome, guys. Uh, you're listening to Everyday Athlete. This is a podcast that will bring you stories to everyday people just like yourself. And I'm Mark McCain. Um, I, the normal host, Jared Baston, is off this week. And we are with Andrew Peskovitz today and Stephen Wilson. Hello. And we're going to hear a little bit about their stories um, before we dive into that. Um, just a little background on how I've come across these these two men. And um, with Andy, we were former college roommates. <laughs> and I've seen a major uh, transformation in uh, Andy's life. And he's become very passionate about kind of our subject today, which is nutrition. And uh, he is pursuing a master's degree right now in dietetics. And he is very knowledgeable in all things nutrition. And then with Mr. Stephen Wilson here, uh, he has been a member at the gym for how long now? Uh, I think it's eight months. Eight months. Wow. Right. I, awesome. Yes, eight months. And he's recently uh, enlisted the services of Mr. Andy, and uh, they're going to talk a little bit just about you know, how and why and, and this little thing um, that is a big thing, nutrition, that a lot of people neglect. You know, I think generally when people start CrossFit, they really fall in love with the workouts. Um, I know I did. From the intensity standpoint, it's like, oh my goodness, like this is amazing. You can probably hear it in the background right now. We got barbell club going on. You get to throw the barbells down. You get to PR, uh, you know, pound your chest, slap high fives. All that stuff happens in the box day to day, which is awesome and it's totally, you know, uh, captivating in so many different ways to people whenever they come in. But I think everyone begins to realize, hey, this program is amazing, but I really need to work on this little thing called nutrition. And uh, I think it's, I, I'm definitely guilty of it. And you kind of just poo poo it to the side. Um, and you're like, well, I'll just keep working out. And, you know, I, I just did a 30 minute workout, so I can have a piece of pizza. Uh, and if we really buckle down on nutrition, we can really see results. And that's where I'll kind of uh, lead into um, kind of talking to these guys a little bit. So, Maybe we'll start with Andy. Andy, just maybe a little more, just for the people that may have not uh, had an opportunity to meet you, that come to the gym or don't come to the gym, just a little bit about, hey, why why nutrition, and, and maybe a little bit about your story. Yeah, sure. So, um, Mark, as you talked about, you know, me and you met probably around 10 years ago almost now. And uh, <clears throat> when, when me and you met, you know, we were working down in Clifton near UC, and you know, you kind of definitely were a big catalyst in getting me interested in fitness in general, but 
more so, you know, you actually really kind of got me in the gym and started doing some heavy lifting. And, you know, that was when I really didn't have any kind of direction on that stuff. And right around that time, you know, a lot of people don't know this. So that was when I sort of, I started doing, you know, you saw the P90X stuff. Sure. And that was, you know, I did that for the first day, you know, the 90 days, you know, I did that. And um, I didn't really have any real structure to my diet. And so I decided, you know, my, I initially did it with my cousin. Again, you know, me and him, we just kind of didn't really give a crap about what we ate. Sure. Uh, got a little bit better at the workouts, but didn't see the results I wanted. So I decided when he ironically left for the summer, I was going to really buckle down. And there was a nutrition booklet that came with the program. And I read it through and through, and something about it spoke to me. And ironically, you know, I put that all the things that it talked about into play. And then 90 days later, I mean, I was pretty much in the best shape of my life. I and mean, I want to say I went from around... 204 to five pounds down to about 175 and um you know got got pretty strong in my opinion um and then right around that time was kind of when you know you kind of got introduced to crossfit and finally you got me dragged me in to do a workout and from there i was pretty much hooked but that was pretty much the start of me finding passion in nutrition and really seeing how powerful that in and of itself could be in terms of getting someone the results they want and you know, getting you to, I guess, to increase your exercise performance through that type of stuff. Because you know, nowadays most people, when they think of nutrition, they strictly think of weight loss, which that's a big part of it. And you know, that's why a lot of people incorporate uh, someone like myself or any type of nutrition program is ultimately to lose weight. But there's so much more to it than that. And you know, after I started doing CrossFit. Um, that was kind of where I decided that uh, I really wanted to kind of pursue education and nutrition because I wanted to help other people kind of see the same results and gain that confidence that I got through fixing my nutrition. So I you know, applied to Miami University. I got another bachelor's program, which I recently just finished about two months ago. So I have my bachelor's of science in uh, nutrition and dietetics from Miami University. And as of tomorrow at 2.18 p.m., I'll be flying to Louisiana to pursue my master's degree in clinical nutrition and dietetics from Louisiana Tech while doing my dietetic internship, so. And that, that is not to be confused with Dianetics, which no. is by L. Ron Hubbard, correct? Yeah, that is true. Okay, it I just wanted to make to sure. Be, yeah. I, I, didn't, I wanted to make sure that those out there in podcast land understood that. Appreciate that, Steve. Yeah, thank sure. you. Yeah, so, you know, this time next year when I get back, I'll have a few classes left online for my master's, but I'll have my registration uh, to be a dietitian to provide medical nutritional therapy and to uh, help as many people as I can through their own nutritional journey and then you know, that was really, you know, it's not to kind of continue to talk about it, but nutrition for the past 10 years for me has been my own personal journey, which is why I think you see, and I think a lot of people I work with see is why I'm so passionate about it is because I've sort of formed my own, you know, initially you start off, you read some things, you form your own opinions based on what you read, and then you put those into practice. Usually those things work for you for a time, and then you kind of down the line, you, you research more, it's almost a rinse and repeat process. And then eventually what happens is, is you, you get to a point where I think either you kind of let certain things go or you, you know, kind of pursue the education aspect more. And from that, coupled with my bachelor's degree, my oncoming master's degree, and everything that I've done for myself and for other people, specifically in the gym the past three months, I feel like I've really kind of honed in on the, I don't want to say the ideal diet, but more so an approach that not only works for everybody, but really helps people learn how to manage their own nutrition because there's so many programs out there that you can follow that give you a cookie cutter thing but i want to teach people how to manage their own nutrition well and i I think that speaks to such a larger you know uh kind of epidemic right you always want to teach someone you know how to fish you know absolutely uh, for themselves you know and um i think so many people 
follow a program for a short amount of time and never really learn anything. And, and the same thing goes with, with fitness. You know, I can, you know, ask you for your email address and I can send you a 12 week program and by all means that program could rock. But if you don't know how to do the movements right, if you don't know, um, you know, proper technique, so on and so forth. And, and obviously nutrition gets a little more convoluted with, with different things internally. But yeah, man, I, I love your passion. I feel like we're very blessed to have you um, as part of the staff here. And I think someone else can echo that sentiment is, is Steve. And, and Steve, we'll get into your story just a little bit, maybe how you found CrossFit, what you were doing before that. And then also um, whenever you, before you started, you know, uh, your workouts kind of before you started with Andy and then kind of after. Yeah, so um, I started, like, getting into somewhat, you could say, fitness probably about seven years ago. Uh, I was pushing 345 pounds, and uh, I was, like, massively overweight. And uh, and I thought, you know, hey, I'll just go to the gym and start lifting some weights, and that will just be that. I actually did Insanity. Okay. So, I, yeah. yep. Shanti. Shanti. Yeah, Shanti. He's, he's jacked. Oh, yes, he is. He is ripped. <laughs> Even even insanity, he was ripped. Yeah, I even did Asylum a little bit too, which wow. was which was tough too. But I I was like, yeah, I just did insanity. That was awesome. Now I'm gonna go like completely demolish a large pizza, you know, because yeah. I didn't I have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I threw up on this workout, so I have to right. you know fix fix that. Um, and so my my weight kind of went down a little bit. My my uh, my endurance went up a little bit, but I wasn't actually just getting anywhere. And so what happened is, is that um, I started doing Weight Watchers, and uh, and that actually kind of worked for me because it was kind of a gamification of stuff. And so it was like, hey, I have this bucket of points, and here are all my options, and, and as long as I stay under my points and do these workouts, everything's fine. Uh, and the problem really became at the end is that um, I, it was unsustainable because what happened was is that you just keep going and keep going and you keep going and you keep going and nothing really changes, but you see the results. And I got down to about 255 and I was somewhat in shape and, and then life changes. Sure. You know, I, I went through uh, um, some family changes, you know, divorce and things of that nature. And it's, it's when you're by yourself, it's really easy to just, uh, you know, hit La Rosa's on your phone and they have their credit card saved. So it makes it really easy. And, you know, they know your order, and it just shows up at your house all the time. And it's so good. It's, it's so delicious. Um, but, that, but that was it. And so um, I, last October, I, I was at, um, I was at a, a man camp retreat, and um, I met uh, a member here, Rob Gaynor. And he was like, I, he goes, I do CrossFit. And I was like, at the time, I, everything I had known about CrossFit is what you see on, you know, YouTube fail videos of yeah. – you know, people throwing bars in the air and everyone getting hurt and throwing their back out. Sure. And, and I was always concerned about that. And I was like, well, if, you know, if, you know, Rob is a normal guy. He's not all jacked and just walking around. Yeah, ready very to, good looking guy. Yeah, he's a, he is a very handsome fellow. And uh, I was like, if, you know, if, if, if Rob could do that, then if that normal guy can do it, I'm a normal guy, then, then I should go try that out. So I, I came in and, um, and Mark started working with me and, and my fiance at the same time. And um, we, we started doing it. And, and as I started getting into the normal CrossFit, I started noticing that I was at the, the bottom of, the, of the, the whiteboard a lot. And I didn't want to be at the bottom of the whiteboard sure. anymore. And, uh, and so I actually was like starting to inquire about, hey, what, you know, what are you guys eating? What's going on? And that's when you guys announced that 
uh, Andy was going to come on board, and and I was like, like I'm I'm in. Yeah. Whatever, I don't care what it is or what it costs or what it is, I'm I'm in on this. And you're, that you're definitely a guy I think that jumps in with with two feet, you know, and that's 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 kind of the minimum what we would like to ask for from a lot of people, but you really kind of take it and run with it. So uh, kudos to you on that as far as just with the training. I know you really push yourself in the gym. I mean, kind of CrossFit, right, is all built off how intense are your workouts? Because, again, we can all three do the same workout and get an entirely different stimulus. And you're a guy that I, I feel like you get your money's worth every time you, you come out onto the mats. And uh, whenever Andy did come on and when he started working with you, I just knew uh, we were going to see some amazing results because I knew you weren't going to half, half-ass it. No. So. Yeah, no. No, I do want to get my money's worth on that. Yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and as you should, you know. But, uh, yeah, so continue with that as far as, you know, now you're, you, you've met Andy. Um, first, maybe impression, and then um, how he started to structure your nutrition. Yeah, so, you know, uh, I met Andy. He gave me a nice, big, warm bear hug. It was oh, wow. so, it was so sweet. Kiss on the cheek. It was, it <laughs> He's was, a hugger. He, he, that's, that's, personal, that's personal attention that you're getting there. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, we, we, we kind of started off and he, and I just basically told him like, Hey, I do a lot. I make a lot of decisions with work. Uh, I understand that decisions are a finite resource. I don't want to make any decisions when it comes to eating. I don't want to have to think about it. I don't want to have to sit down and go, mm, God, I, you know, what am I going to eat today? I just want to just know that this is what I need to eat and I'm just going to eat it every day the same way. I don't care. And he's like, okay. So he gives me this plan tab thing and uh, maps it all out. And so I just go about doing whatever it says. Mm -hmm. and, and I got to a point where it was like every day I was eating the same thing. You know, it was, and, and really, the, I think the most eye opening thing was the volume of food. Um, I, I mean, I was constantly, I was constantly eating. Yeah. To, to the point of like, I didn't want to eat anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it, I mean, I was having basically a peanut butter sandwich and a cup of oatmeal and then go right to bed and i i i was like how am i going to get skinny doing you know everyone says don't eat after seven this is going to be terrible what, what happened the first week though oh i dropped like four pounds like that it was gone right so i mean it was one of those things where i didn't realize that really what it is it's not about eating less it's really about eating more of the right stuff and less of the bad stuff you know, and think about that too from a workout stimulus perspective. You know, there's so many people I think that go to the gym, you know, uh, some of the bigger box gyms for three hours, four hours at a time. And what are they really accomplishing? So they're within that three, four hours, they're not really raising their intensity and, and keeping it up. And I, I would bet that the majority of that time is spent, spent non kind of working out. So when you correlate that to food, again, if you, now you're eating more, but you're eating in a, in a correct zone, so to say, Absolutely. as opposed to maybe the quicker um, sprints, so to say, on the, on the pizzas and, and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And maybe Andy, to speak to that as far as maybe what's going on internally with the body a little bit when we switch from a pizza to a salad or, or so on and so forth. Yeah, so, uh, you know, two big things that I'll go over, which I think speak directly to that, one of which being metabolism. Um, so, you know, your metabolism, as you kind of mentioned about decisions, it's never a finite number. You know what I mean? From, from day to day, depending on the activities you do, the food that you eat, your sleep patterns, 
uh, you know, your your metabolic status, and what I mean by that is, you know, uh, how healthy you are in general. You know, that's going to be a different number. So, you know, I have a lot of people come and ask me all the time. It's the biggest question: Well, how many calories should I be eating every day? And yeah, I can give people a general guesstimate number, but it takes, in my opinion, a professional. It would take a little bit more analyzation than that. And sometimes, you know, unless we take people to a hospital and put one of the masks on to do the indirect calorimetry tests you're not going to get an exact number of calories that you're going to be burning every day. And again, regardless of that, the day you leave the hospital, the day after, it's going to be different. You know, so working with someone's metabolism and based off of how many calories they should be eating, you know, a lot of times the majority of people who come to me usually are eating, you know, less food than they should be to set them up for a fat loss phase of a diet. You know, and as I talked about in my seminar, when we're eating so little calories a day, um, you know, you have nowhere to remove from, you know, cause as I said, you know, look, as everybody knows who's working with me and everybody here, you know, I'm a big science guy. That's my big thing. I love science. I think that's, you know, a general, it's, it's one of those things where you can, you know, regardless of whether someone wants to agree with you or not, um, science will always be correct because if it's wrong, it'll fix itself. You know what I mean? And that's, that's why I feel like that's the best approach to take. So with that said, you know, when you're eating so little calories, you've got nowhere to remove from and you have to be in a caloric deficit to lose weight. Um, so, you know, working out with Steve on not just increasing his calories, but increasing the intake of the, the whole foods, you know, the unprocessed foods so that, you know, not only is he getting enough fiber to promote a healthy diet, he's getting enough lean protein sources again to promote, uh, you know, uh, improvement of his body composition, you know, muscle mass while he's dieting, all those things that are kind of the back end stuff that I do when I work with people. But, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was hurting for calories. <laughs> exactly. And, and look, you know, as I said, that's, and I told him numerous times when we first started, that's the ideal situation. You know, when we're dieting, eventually, you know, as I said, you have to be in a caloric deficit to lose weight. So down the line, you know, 12, 13 weeks in, you're going to get hungry. It's just inevitable. It's going to happen. You're going to start, whether you're eating, you know, there's two sides of the camp. You get the, the big macro people where they almost go out of their way to fit as much crap into their diet as they can. And then you get the mixture of the people, um, or you get the people who do the clean eating thing, but still count that, you know, it's, there's tons of different, as you said, there's tons of different things in, involved in nutrition. But regardless of that, focusing on getting Steve eating enough of the right foods so that he can eat a healthy calorie level that we can start to chip away at and start to see the weight loss that we want to see. We can improve his performance in the gym, again, eating the right foods. Same thing with the protein and maintaining his muscle mass while he's dieting. All those things speak towards your metabolism. And then, you know, second thing, as I've said, understanding and getting Steve to learn how nutrition works for his body. What is, and I, I hate using the word consequences, but as you mentioned, you know, what are, what happens if I decide tonight to have a large pizza as opposed to eating eight ounces of chicken breast, you know, X amount of brown rice and some veggies for a couple meals and then having a peanut butter sandwich with some oatmeal, you know, what are, what's going to happen with my body or my results down the line if I make that decision? And that is why I said, you know, I think as you guys do with your programming here at the gym, I place a heavy emphasis on teaching people how to manage their own nutrition and what happens when they make those decisions. And I think that was really the big thing for Steve, I think was the eye-opening experience was A, the volume of food, and that was A, due to his metabolism, getting that to speed up and to start burning through the calories so that he could start to lose weight. And then learning, okay, so this is what happens when I do this. This is what happens when I make these decisions. This is how Andy would adjust things if that was the case. Because as, you know, one thing we talk about, no one's perfect. People make mistakes. Um, people make the wrong decisions from time to time. I will be the first to admit that I've done that. As Mark, you said, you know, no one in here is perfect. And one thing I wanna point out is that just because 
I have a bachelor's in nutrition, I'm getting my master's and trying to be a registered dietitian. There are plenty of times where I've made bad food choices and that's relative. It's not necessarily the food choices themselves, it's how much, there's so much going into it, so. Sure, uh, to that point, um, Steve, what was going on whenever these, uh, you know, you're, you're hearing this from Andy, you know, out of the horse's mouth, so to say, you're working with him one-on-one -on -one now. Um, how did that, you know, you said you lost four pounds the first week. Whenever you were making good decisions, how did that, what did that turn out? What were some yeah, of the I mean, there, there were some really interesting, like, I guess milestones or moments along the way. So it, on the, in the workouts, there was definitely, I could tell a difference in the amount of energy that I had in the workout, the amount of output that I could do. Um, it, it, I wouldn't say it was like immediate, like, oh, tomorrow I felt great or the day after I felt great. But, uh, it was definitely over like a couple of days or a couple of weeks. I was starting to notice like, okay, I can hang, I can do things. Um, and then as, as the weight started to drop off, there were, I, I, I think I, I posted earlier today on Instagram that I think I had like over a dozen PRs wow. over the course of three months. So, you know, and I'm and not small ones either, you know, uh, a 50 pound deadlift PR. I mean, just a lot of, you got a strict pull up. You got a, yeah. I got a strict pull up, strict toes to bar. You know, these are all things that when I first got here, Huge. yeah, that there were like, I would see people doing, I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not going right. to do that. You know, that's, that's not, you know, that's outside of the realm of possibility. Now, you know, now I'm starting to get those things where, you know, I shed a couple, you know, a couple more and I can start doing things like maybe I could get a, a bar muscle up, which six months ago when I saw them happening, I was like, yeah, that's, that's a scaled workout. Right. Now I'm consistently doing at least one workout a week RX, which that never happened, you know? Um, so there's, there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm starting to, you know, physiologically notice. And it was really interesting because, um, just last week, uh, actually the week before last, uh, we did, a, uh, the week of program Derek's first week. And that, was when I really started to notice some energy level changes. And what I realized up until that point was, is they were happening all along, but I was tinkering with, with stuff. So I was starting to figure out how to like, well, you know, I, I need to move my meal closer to my workout because I'm, I'm not feeling like I have enough energy during it, or I need to maybe pull some carbs up into that pre-workout meal. So I have a little bit of extra juice to go a little bit further. And, you know, I know, I know Jared will probably scratch his ears out when he hear this, but you know, those, uh, 7.6 ounce, um, Mountain Dews have exactly 36 grams of carbs in them. <laughs> and so if you, if you jam one of those, are you telling people to drink Mountain Dews? I'm not telling you anybody to do that. I'm saying that that's what I did and it worked just fine, but it was something that I was using kind of to keep the momentum going even when my body was saying uh, this is this is not what i want to do this and, and and the thing was is that it helped me be more intense it helped me push a little bit harder because i wasn't slinging as much weight around yeah and uh and and those types of things so it, it really you could see i could feel the progress in that and, and what i hear whenever you say all that is is, is it sounded like you had some light bulb moments and that's got to feel good for andy I know that feels good from a training perspective whenever I hear someone like, I want it to go lighter to do better technique. I love that. If, if you're listening, you come to the gym, if you say that to me, I'll be extremely happy. 
But anytime someone says, if I go a little bit lighter, I think I can get deeper in the squat or so on and so forth. And again, there's so many times where you can kind of lead a horse to water, you can't make it drink. And in your scenario, you have all this evidence now that supports healthy eating, you know, taking your time, doing the technique. And uh, I want to hear more about this. We'll take a short break and then we'll come back with uh, Steve and Andy. Welcome back, guys. Everyday Athlete with Mark McCain. Uh, and we have Andy Peskovitz and Steve Wilson. So we're talking about uh, nutrition and how important it is when you couple it with a workout program. So kind of diving back in with Steve and Andy. Uh, Steve, just maybe a little more about your results. You were just mentioning about, hey, I've hit all these PRs, these major uh, lifetime, what I would consider PRs. Uh, what are maybe some of the other results and, and how is this maybe changed or shift your um, outlook as far as moving to the future and, and goals and stuff like that? Yeah, so I guess what the official the official numbers uh, as of today, um, I've lost 27 pounds. I started at uh, 312 pounds and uh, this morning it was uh, 285. Okay. So, you know, awesome. yeah, that's, congratulations. I, I know. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting to, I, I dropped, uh, over, over how long? I'm sorry. T- that would be 12 weeks. 12 weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, 9.5%, uh, yep. Nine, loss. 9.5% of his body weight. Yeah. So wow. it's pretty insane. Yeah. That's a small child. Yeah. yeah. Small child. Um, and, uh, and then, um, we haven't done the body fat yet, but I would imagine that's probably going to be about between four and 5% body fat loss. Visually, I would tend to agree. Yeah, so I think we'll, we'll definitely see that. Yeah, and um, uh, what else was there? I've dropped mm, almost three pant sizes. Wow. I've gone down a shirt size. I've gone down a shoe size. <laughs> I lost a shoe what? size. A shoe size. I went from a thirteen to a twelve. Wow, are you serious? Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I never even heard of that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that was. Yeah. Yeah, like I have to like I I went to to get some shoes the other day and I was like oh, I need a thirteen and my foot was like sliding all around in it. That's funny. And uh, that's and name. I put a twelve on. I was like, yeah, that's that's new. Okay. So um you know so that I mean those are, I mean visually people are are seeing it. I feel better. Like my sleep is is a lot more consistent. Um my you know there, there's just a lot more normalcy. Than before, I like that word. Yeah, um, and so I I'm mean, not sure if it is one, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it normalcy is a word. Okay, but I I I really uh, I, that those are the things that I've been noticing um, a, along the way. So those are kind of the official results over twelve weeks. Now I go into a maintenance f- period, so that I let my body kind of go. Oh, this is how it's going to be forever, versus kind of just keep plunging and plunging and being greedy about it, um, and then in. Um, at the end of three months, going into um, the end of the year, I'm going to go into one more cut phase, and I'm going to I'm going to shoot for uh, hopefully to get down to about 260, uh, and and get into that range, and then depending on what I look like, I may um, in the when we roll into the open time frame, uh, start to do um, start to do a bulk up, start to actually wanting to to bulk up. So uh, my my goals uh, five strict pull ups. Um, I'm almost there. I've got four. So that's awesome. I've yeah. got four. Um, so I'm a, I'm a little jealous. Um, you didn't tell me that, man. That's awesome. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've got four. Four strict pull-ups. Is, so I'm one short of, of my goal. Um, one goal that I'm starting to really get is I wanted to get to a point where I was doing between two and three workouts RX a week uh, and not struggling. 
not like doing it just for the sake of being able to check the RX button on the on yeah, the results. Still checking the ego and, and understanding like RXs and everything. You can have um, workouts that ultimately you need to spend a little more time on the skill or, or whatever and, and not risk injury mm-hmm. and then go back to one. But um, so talk about some of the uh, kind of like crucible type moments um, with you within those 12 weeks and, and those tension points where you really wanted to pick up you know the brownies or the pizza yeah so i so for me I, I guess mine is a little atypical than maybe some of the listeners out there but um a lot so you guys know at least and you do andy as well that i travel quite a bit for work sure. so for those at home where it's like oh i just uh, put all my meat in a fit packer and i've got everything pre-planned and i just carry it around in my little lunch pail every day that that doesn't work for me so I had to get really inventive and creative um, on the road, staying at, at uh, going to Whole Foods and buying stuff and, and, and getting pretty much like I can only eat at these places and I can't eat at those places uh, to, to maintain a level of consistency because when you're on the road, you, you don't – and this is for people who say, oh, I can go eat out and everything else. You have to be real on top of and really – like I only go to places where I can see them making my food. Um, if I go to a restaurant or anything like that, it's I, I like salad on the side, chicken on top. But I, if I want to actually have something to eat, it's like Chipotle, it's Subway, it's uh, anywhere where I can actually sit and watch them make it and I can say, don't do that or please do this. And, and I kind of am a little bit of a jerk about it, but it's, it's because they don't know any better and they don't care because sure. they're not eating yeah. it. No. So, um, so th- those are some of the epiphany things that I had to really focus on and buckle down um, that kind of kept me. And then also, um, you know, hiring a nutritionist is, is not a, it's an investment, Sure. right? It's not like, oh, I'm going to plunk down 50 bucks and kind of see what happens. It's an investment. And so I wanted to maximize my investment. And, uh, you know, so for yeah. me it was, hey, I, I've invested in this and um, you know, I'm investing in my future. My my old my oldest daughter actually asked me the other day. She's like, "We always go to CrossFit, and I always have to sit here and wait an hour." And I told her, I said, "Well, Ren, do you like the fact that your daddy can pick you up and carry you up the stairs?" And she said, "Yes." And I said, "Well, there's a lot of daughters who daddies can't do that." Wow. And I said, "Do you like the fact that daddy can pick you up and throw you in the pool and throw you up in the air and twist you around?" And she said, "Yeah." And I said, "There's a lot of daddies out there that that can't do that." And I said, "Do you like the fact that daddy is here?" And she said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, what happened if daddy was gone? She goes, I wouldn't like that. I said, well, there's a lot of girls out there whose daddies are gone because they're not, they don't take care of their bodies. I said, I come in here and I put an hour in the gym so that I can do the things that you want to do and run around and chase when, when I'm out. And so that's, that's really you know, where it hit home for her and it hit home for me really was this idea of like I'm here so that I can be around for you when you're 30 years old. I love that perspective, and I think yeah. uh, any of our listeners can can have empathy for that that have children. But just maybe having a simple conversation like that, and, and and putting it in those terms to where, look, yes, this is essentially for me, but it's not in the same context. Where, uh, I, you know, we we put out blogs and different things like that, and we we had one where um, it talks about like putting yourself first is the least selfish thing you can do with your life yeah because if you're coming into the gym you know whether it's a crossfit gym or whatever you're getting some type of physical output in your day at intensity it is going to relieve so much stress and it's going to ultimately allow your body and mind to perform better and uh, ultimately you're going to be a better person to be around so 
thank you um, for, for sharing that and putting it uh, kind of that context into it because I know a lot of the people that come here have families that one of their hangups are, are definitely their kids and, and validly so you know absolutely um, I know probably combined here our uh, members kids have over a million games a year I feel like yeah. it's there's so much there's so much baseball soccer and all the other things going on if there was but, only a place they could come and train yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um, so getting back to Andy a little bit uh, yeah man obviously um, Steve was I feel like he was a client that's like, yes, give me all the Steve Wilsons, like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also to your story, just all the, you know, whenever you were talking about how busy you are, I mean, that was definitely something we should have brought up and I'm glad you spoke to it. What I heard there was discipline. You know, I had a, you had a goal in mind and again, it starts with that goal and then following through with the goal is, is just being disciplined. Whatever you do in your life, you know, whether you want to make a career change or get a raise or whatever it is. Like you just have to follow these steps to do it is within your own power and capability and it was within you the whole time it just took a person like rob saying hey man yeah you should do this and you're like you know what i believe in myself i can do it and then you get here and you're like you know what i want to be better and i believe in myself and i believe in andy and i believe in this program and now look at you you know you're setting new goals and you're you're crushing it man and i, and I love it so andy you know when some people come and talk to you, I'm sure they're hesitant to, to make the investment. And again, this isn't necessarily like a sales pitch for, hey, you know, everyone sign up with Coach Andy, but just nutrition in, in, in general. Maybe take that negative connotation that comes with nutrition and dieting and da 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 da. You know, it can get into that conversation sometimes, like it's like a politics or religion or something Absolutely, where man. people just blow it way out of proportion, where ultimately you're just trying to set them up for a better life and, and success. And Absolutely. as we are with a fitness program, we're not saying CrossFit's the end all be all. It's just what we believe in. It's a strong methodology, which can always change, you know, ultimately in the end. All we're doing, you know, at the end of the day is we're working out and we're trying to make each other better. And it sounds like that's what you're trying to do with your approach. Absolutely. You know, just as you said, it's funny, that's pretty much the perfect, you know, description of how I really approach any situations, how I approach Steve, it's how I approach uh, any of the clients that I've worked with, is that, you know, I'm not I'm not pitching the Andy Peskovitz diet. Sure. You know, I'm not pitching the Andy Peskovitz approach to anything. I am simply, you know, CrossFit. Let's take that for example. You know, CrossFit, these are movements that are tested. They're used over and over again by millions probably nowadays, athletes every day. They've seen results. We know, you know, doing specific workouts, you can see a specific, using it to get a stimulus out of it, you see specific results. Um, it's the same thing with my approach. And my approach is simply, as I said, you know, I, I, I say this word all the time, it's a science-based approach. I'm using scientific principles to help my clients structure their nutrition around their lifestyle and not their lifestyle around their nutrition. Because in my opinion, when you do it that way, it doesn't work. You have to structure your nutrition around your lifestyle because as Steve said, he's busy, he's on the road. You know, carrying a, a six-pack cooler of pre-made meals everywhere just doesn't work for him. So to sit here and tell Steve that he can't see results because of that, first of all, is BS. And second of all, as, a, as you said, a professional who wants to help people, that's my goal is to how can we get around that? And that's what I do, you know, as, as you mentioned. You know, nowadays, I really do feel like you know, nutrition, is, it's like religion. There's so many um, different approaches that people take. Um, there's so many different things that people use to see results. There's different things people use that don't see results. And you know, 
one thing people I don't necessarily think know about me, I think you know a little bit, is that I've tried the majority of those things. You know, I've done paleo before. I've done, I, I, I learned about zone during my L1 training. I've done clean eating. I've done macros. I've, I mean, anything minus vegan and vegetarian, I've done it, believe me. Carb cycling, low fat, high carb, high carb, low, anything. And I think the approach that I take with Steve and all of my clients I work with in here is something that, you know, no one size fits all. Right. Every single person in this gym is going to be different. They're going to have different requirements, different needs, nutritionally and physically. And that's what we are all as professionals here to do. And that is my approach to everything. Yeah, and I think uh, just jumping in on that real quick, would, would you say that the most important part of, of any type of nutrition plan is, is just that, to have some type of plan? Absolutely. Because I, th- I feel like there's just so many people out there that have just no plan at all, like again we're, we're talking here on the fourth of july where so many people are going to go out and they're going to have zero filter and they're not even going to second guess like yeah you know if someone offers me a, a cookie or a cake or all of the above a beer i'm going to have it and i feel like you know hearing steve's story i can speak a little bit to this where you know i gave up uh, alcohol for 40 days and it was one of those things within the first four days of giving up alcohol i was offered it three different times so it was more just having the discipline to say no, where I feel like so many people say yes to everything, um, or they just they don't even realize they're doing it. So it's it's just one of those things where set yourself up, you know. And, and, and again, jumping back over to Steve, maybe just what was that like saying like, no, I can't have La Rosa's. Yeah. So it, it wasn't as much of a no. So my. The, this journey was a little bit different in the fact that I had a partner in doing it. So, awesome. so my fiance was doing it with me and she's seen amazing results too. She looks beautiful. She, she looks yeah. amazing and she's just as strong, if not stronger than, you know, than me sometimes in some things she's, she's, she's beat me Very a couple of times. Yes. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So she, you know, and so that helped because we kind of had somebody to bounce it off and, and, that's really I was going to bring it up as a point of high, having a nutritionist that you know that is in your corner helps in that because if you go about it alone it's you can only say no for so long I mean willpower is a finite resource yeah. right and you can only say no for so long and what I found ha- helped was just I talked about it all the time like people were like what are you doing and then uh, what's going on in your life oh I, I hired a nutritionist and now i eat like mad amount of food and i have to basically raise my own chickens live so i can slaughter it to have enough meat because it's so expensive in fact we've actually i've looked into that because uh, i ate 280 chicken breasts over the course of this last <laughs> wow yeah yeah uh, and so i'm like you know it might be actually more economical for me to raise and slaughter my own chickens <laughs> I like it long game. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. I, mean, I bought four and a half acres just for that purpose, there so I could go. do that. But I think, um, really, saying no up front was actually really easy because I had everything that I needed. I already knew what was on the docket for the week. I didn't have to decide whether or not I was going to say no. I already had decided what I was going to say yes to. So it wasn't a matter of, oh, I can't have that pizza or I can't do this or sure. I can't do that. It's I've already that's all that decision's already been made. And I think a lot of times people struggle in the fact that they try to make these decisions when they approach mm. versus kind of just saying, 
this week it's planned, it's mapped. I know what I'm going to do. The decisions for what I am going to do are already made. So when when the when that opportunity presents itself, it's not even a decision anymore because I made that decision a, a month ago. Yeah, and it's, it's you know to me again that sounds just like you had your principles, you know, like in, in place. Like, hey, look, this is what I'm what I'm kind of holding firm on. Uh, maybe Andy, maybe speak to that as far as like what are just some basic, you know, if someone's out there and they're just like, man, you know what? I really do need to step up my nutrition game, but you know what? I actually, I, I can't afford it right now. What are some basic kind of principles? Um, you know, just cutting out the crap kind of thing yeah, and, and definitely. What, what to follow. Yeah, so there's there's a couple things that, you know, there's tons of people who come in here every day who don't specifically hire me as, a, as their one-to-one nutrition coach or get plans from me. And the number one, you know, first of all, the number one important thing that I tell everybody is you need to be aware of how much food you're having every day. You know, and it's kind of speaking back to what you talked about, about that, you know, that just, I call it just the wing it approach. You know what I mean? If, if you don't know, then how do you know? And that's, it's a simple question to ask people, but a lot of people that I talk to and even ask them that question, they have no idea how much food they're eating every day. And that's a big key. I mean, and I think Steve, you saw it, you know, is uh, we didn't necessarily just solely focus on what Steve was eating. We focused a lot actually on how much, and that was, in my opinion, the bigger proponent to his success. And with that said, so again, you know, you guys need to track your food. And I'm not saying, you know, weigh every single little morsel of food that you eat for the rest of your life. That's, trust me, that's not how it has to be. But you get meticulous with something like that for a period of time, just like when you focus on it. You want to come into the gym and you learn muscle-ups, well, you're not going to start doing front squats. You know what I mean? You're going to focus on learning how to do muscle-ups. So the same can be said with tracking your food. You do it very meticulously and focus on it for a time, and down the road you transition into a more laxed approach where you eyeball and you know fist size or you know cup measurement portions and things like that. So that's a big thing. A second thing is is emphasizing protein at every meal. That's a big aspect that people can do. So you know when you look at you know your 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 plate rec- uh, your recommendations, whether it's my plate or any of that type of stuff. You know I always tell people you know. Um, you know, take about half of your plate and make that protein sources. And obviously you want to emphasis on, you know, lean protein sources as opposed to, you know, obviously flank steak's got a little bit less fat than a ribeye, ultimately less calories, but that simple thing, just emphasizing protein at every meal, that's a big aspect. Emphasizing, you know, non-starchy vegetables, you know, broccoli, cauliflower, all those types of things. Those can definitely help to people get a little bit um, more control over what they're eating every day. You know, Keep the starches to, I don't want to say a minimum because, you know, you need carbohydrates important, whether you're exercising, doing CrossFit or not, they're an important part of everybody's diet. Um, But obviously, you know, just with anything, fat sources, protein and carbohydrate sources, you can overeat those. So those are some very simple type of things that I would recommend people do that you can kind of take those away from a conversation with me and implement those in your life. But I'm going to harp them back to it real quick. You know, the biggest thing is you need to be aware of how much you're eating every day. Track those things and get a good idea. Do it once or twice a week. See how much you know if you generally eat the same thing every day. Portion that stuff out. See how many calories it's all got and be like, oh, okay, so this is a good idea of how much I'm eating every day. And then from there, you got a perfect starting point to add or more in or dial back depending on, again, what your goals are. And that's really how I would approach working with a client in general. So. Yeah, and that's really, for me, where it really was – um, made it easier is that I, I just I was tracking everything that was kind of coming in onto my plate um, and and I mean at first I was weighing very very much like very on point with everything but as I started to see some momentum and as the things started to go I 
wasn't necessarily as strict, but I had a really good understanding of um, really where I focused on was carbs and fat because protein wise it was pretty easy to kind of to check out and understand. Um, but I, I was really focusing on carbs and fat in that. Well, and you know, let's face it, when you know, we talk to people who have trouble getting their eating habits under control, you know, I can tell you two things. I've never met someone who told me that they uh, ate too much broccoli. And I, or I've, you know, you never met someone like, man, my problem, I'm just eating too much chicken every day. You know what I mean? It's, you, you don't hear those things. So as I said, there are important components of someone's diet. That's what I want people to really focus on when you're tracking your intake, you know, focusing on those things like the carbs and the fats because that's what can sneak up on you. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that was something that I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I knew that I was probably, if I look back before, even when I was first starting coming here, 10,000 calories a day was probably where I was. I mean, think a large pizza, pepperoni, sausage, green peppers, onions, all that stuff on there. You're looking at about 2,500, almost 3,000. Then you tack on the um, the garlic bread with the provolone cheese and the sauce. There's another probably six on top of that. Yeah. You know, and, but I had diet soda. So that was... So that, that was, <laughs> trying to watch your figure. Yeah, I was trying to, just trying to stay my girly figure. But, I mean, that was like a dinner. Yeah. yeah. You know, for me. That's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, no, I think it's all good stuff, guys, and I appreciate kind of you guys coming on. And and uh, we'll ask the, one one more final question: What's your favorite CrossFit workout? If you guys have one, we'll start with Andy. Okay, I can tell you that right right off the bat. So my favorite CrossFit workout is Grace, and that's for a couple of reasons. One, uh, it's a movement that I love doing. I'm not the best at it, but that doesn't mean you can't love it. So I like clean and jerks. Um, uh, second of all, that is actually, I don't know if you remember, Mark, but that is the first workout that you ever had me do CrossFit-wise. So when you drug me into the, the gym that one day, I did it, I believe I did it at 95 pounds because obviously my clean and jerk was not that proficient at the time, but that was the first CrossFit workout I ever did. And those types of workouts where you get you know a, a 30 rep of one movement and it's just a sprint, um, again, while I'm not the best at it, those at least for me, I think for the way my training style and the way that I operate works best for me. So that's, that's my favorite CrossFit workout for those reasons. So my, I haven't done them all, so I can't say like this is this is yeah. my favorite. Um, I, I will say this, um, as brutal and as challenging it is, I, I really like Murph. And I, I look forward to it next year when yes. we go through it again. I um, do too. I, I mean, I mean, I, I agree with Gr Grace is great because Grace was like the first one that I've done RX and could actually like roll through it at a, at a pretty good clip. But uh, I liked the fact that Murph was just like this grind that you just you shut your brain off and you go to the dark place and you just kind of roll through. So I, I would say that that and. Um, in, in, I would you could post this in later, but in closing, I would say if there's anybody who's listening to this who's thinking about getting a nutritionist and saying, "Oh, I don't know if I can afford it or the cost," for me, I broke it down that the cost that I invested now is going to probably pay off tenfold in life. I mean, I, you know, I quit smoking when I first started doing CrossFit because I would work out here and then go out to the parking lot and light one up, and I was like, "This is kind of dumb." So I just took, I just looked at, I took that money that I was investing in cigarettes and invested it in, in my nutrition and the dividends that I'm going to get are going to pay out, you know, 10, 10, 20 fold. So yeah. I think that's just about a perfect point to kind of wrap it up as, as we could have had. So thank you guys for coming on. Thank you to everyone listening. And again, uh, join us next week for everyday athlete.